Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. We are back with another episode of TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So get you something to drink, sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea from us to you. What's up, Al Reynolds? And what's up, Funky Dineva, who is feeling himself? What's going on? Y'all look at this titty me. Look at it. Oh, it's jumping. Oh, it's jumping. Oh, soulmates. I'm getting fat. I'm getting fat. Let me tell y'all something. If God mess around and give me a little piece of body, y'all gonna hate me because I'm 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 oh I'm gonna be so savage with it. So funny when people that are skinny as hell they get like one little <laughs> shred, one fiber of a muscle. They're like, look at my chest bouncing. Right. <clears throat> Al, have you been giving him tips, Al? Helping your friend, your brother get on. No, I'm, I'm trying to help him out. I'm proud of him though. I'm proud of Funky. You know, he's sticking to it, even though it's yeah. every other day. He's sticking to it and he's getting results. You know how, Claudia, you know how like when you first start getting those results from your exercise plan and yeah. you start seeing muscles in your clothes start, you know, he's feeling himself a little bit. And plus he got a little male interest. That a little fishy, yeah, there. fitness fish. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, he got he got the kind of shirt that like it's, you could tell he got he, he's right, got checks now. Yeah, this ain't the shirt it's just the body it's just it's so massive oh it's the body okay. it's just a little regular piece of guess this ain't nothing special <laughs> you know it just happened to just you know it just just fit ooh <laughs> look at that let Ebony Leggins said Al, you're over there in Houston, right? I'm in Houston and it's hot. Jeez, Houston soulmates, how y'all do this? It's so hot, my internet's slow like Claudia's. See, see, now you see I was like telling the truth about Texas. Right, right. Oh, but you know, oh, I got to remind the soulmates and uh, TJF fans, tomorrow morning I'm on Houston's morning show. Be sure to check us out on Fox 28. Unless your ass be in the clinic for messing with somebody, get that syphilis. You know it's up 128%. So keep your legs closed. Keep them close to single men and married men. Just keep them keep them close. Oh, matter of fact, and and because I know you go both ways, but leave them womans alone because it's the womans that got that 128%. Don't nobody oh, want, don't nobody want no woman from Houston. Oh, child. <laughs> All right. Look, Lauren Oliver said, knock you with the double, double negative A cups. I see you, sister. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You know what? Maybe the soulmate can uh, write in and give us some of their best fitness tips to get a nice perky chest that bounces around. But he working on it, though. We see your progress. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Y'all drinking tonight? Mm-mm. Um, I'm drinking. I don't know. Y'all, y'all. You know, I'm from Miami. We got the Spanish soda, Jupina. Y'all know about the Jupina soda? Mm-mm. It's a little pineapple uh, Spanish soda. I'm drinking a little Jupina. Al, what you drinking? Um, iced coffee. Um, I have been drinking and, and partaking in island festivities all day long. And um, yeah, I'm drinking water right now because I got to get this out of me. But yeah, I went to the sulfur bath today. You put like the clay all over you and you let it dry and then you wash it off and your skin's super soft. Like no, no makeup on my face. Like, yes, my face was so soft. Like no foundation, no powder, nothing. I just put lips and eyes. Like I feel good. And, um, went to a waterfall. I supposed to picture in the waterfall and, um, it just learned, learned a little history about, about, uh, St. Lucia. It was really beautiful. So, nice. all right, y'all shout out to the uh, board of tourism here. Thank you so much for the amazing trip. Let's get into some topics. Lil Scrappy is defending himself against Bambi's claims 
that he doesn't pay rent. Now, while sporting a Gucci shirt, Scrappy said, uh, you can be late, but if you pay, you still pay. <laughs> now, do you think Scrappy had a strong defense here where late is still paying, Al? Yeah, I think late is still playing as long as you're current. You know, you can't be six months late and then decide to pay after she's gotten her eviction notice. Um, I like the way, you know, Scrappy snapped back and he showed the receipts, went through his, I guess, his cash app or whatever he was showing the host. But then again, I'm, I get so confused with these two. You know, Scrappy's been on, on this show for 11 years. Uh, Bambi's been on this show for nine years. You guys make some good money. Why are they renting? They need to be buying something with all this exposure and all this this access to media. The two of them should do better. They need to do better. But I guess this could also be because in the new episode coming out tonight, aren't we in we're in episode six? Was it Monday or is it today? I thought it was. I thought it came out on Mondays. I can't remember. Did it on Monday? I thought it was tonight. I mean, but anyway, who I knows if it's a storyline or not? I, I'm I'm confused at this point. Q, what do you think? Is is late still paying it, or I mean, it still count? I mean. If you... You're late. No, in, in a, if, if we're being technical, yeah. But but the reality of the situation is being late on your rent is evidentiary of the fact that you ain't got it. All right. People who got the money sitting in their account pay their bills on time. Nobody with the money sitting in their account says, oh, rent's due on the first, late by the third. But I'm just going to pay it on the 10th just because. And then the thing that Scrappy is, is missing out on is, that is your baby mama, wife, ex-wife. She has your children. Do you know how uncomfortable that is for a woman when you're paying late? Okay, yeah, you paid it last month and you came through with it the month before that. But when you pay it late, she's on pins and needles not knowing if you are going to pay it at all and if she's going to have to move. And it's just a very uncomfortable feeling for her to be in. Like I said, Al, despite the fact that they've been on the show for all this time, it's mm -hmm. screaming to me that they money funny because she hollering right. about the rent, quiet right. as kept. If it's that bad, the lamp pay it and just have him pay you back. Right, so right, right. It's screaming to me that you ain't got it. And Scrappy, the fact that you paying it late is screaming to me that you ain't got it. And Bambi, if I was you, I'm not gonna lie to you, sister. If I was you, and this is what y'all already going through, I would move hurry, I would downgrade into something smaller that you can manage on your own. That way, if and when he is late, you're not stressed out. Let's go to the source, Claudia. Now, you've been on the reality shows. You've like, year 12, like, shouldn't your money be up? Am I wrong? You, no, you're absolutely right. Like, my first year in the housewives, they try to give me some very low uh, five-figure check, okay? Well, mid five level, uh, five figure check. I negotiated and got it to six because on those shows, they tend to give you raises fairly quickly. Like if you can get to a hundred thousand your first season, which is like almost unheard of, but you can the next year, you're looking at two, two fifty. The right. next year you're looking at five. Like it goes up fast, especially on housewives yeah. and, 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 um, love and hip hop. They pay their stars. Well, I know Stevie and them, they was getting like 35, 40,000 an episode. And that wasn't even 12 years in, you know what I mean? Like at some point not to put them on blast, but I know they were getting decent checks and they do like 20 some episodes. They don't do 13 like regular shows, you know? Um, I will say this. I had a friend that really had a guy that was doing this as a, I mean, he, he was doing it more in an evil way to just maintain control in the household still. You know what I mean? You just kind of breadcrumb you along and give you a little bit. And it really stressed her out. Like the effect that it has on the mom that has your kids, you don't want that. So figure that out, y'all. At the end of the day, you all right, y'all, a mother is receiving backlash. A special needs son. Take a look. Okay, having a kid with special needs is not for the week. Why is 40 bottles of water going? Because he didn't want to open the same bottle and drink his backwash. What are your thoughts, Q? Um, you want me to go back to you? Because I, I saw that. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's fine. I'm feeling mature and pulled up this evening. Um, <laughs> no. How she, how she feels is 100% warranted. I'm okay with everything that came out her mouth. I'm okay with her yelling it. I'm okay with her being mad. I'm not okay with her putting it on social media. And that 
was where she went wrong. She should have done this with her sister circle. She should have done it alone. She should have vented to the dad. But to put it out on social media um, was wrong. She should have found a support group of other moms that have special needs kids. But to do it like this kind of felt like, A, you were searching for clout. B, um, you know, people know who your son is in your community. If he's old enough to, to, to articulate he doesn't want to drink his own backwash, that suggests to me that he's probably a teenager. He knows the word backwash. So people in the community know who this kid is. They know who you are. Um, just the social media aspect of it was wrong for me. But her feelings are 100% valid. And I'm sure parents out there, y'all feel this way with children that don't have special needs. I'm an uncle when I feel this way sometimes. So I'm going to give her a little grace, but stay off of social media. Rebird said she needs some help. She's at her breaking point. And Penguin Club said, I feel sister on that. Raising a special needs child ain't no joke. Al, what are your thoughts? Listen, <clears throat> I actually uh, looked into her TikTok. And so her TikTok cues, she uses it to expose people and let them see her entire journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There were many times that he was cuddled up with her when he was in good spaces, sitting on her lap, sitting on the couch and having fun. But she also exposed her followers when they have meltdowns. And she just needed a minute. She had a meltdown. When I looked through her TikTok, she spends so much time. She's a very loving mother. She's very enforcing and positive around him. She just had a moment and she shared that moment in all transparency and I enjoyed it. I never forget when my mother, my mother had Alzheimer's. I think I've told everyone on this show before and I used she, I, you know, I took care of her the last two years of her life and I used to get so frustrated. I used to get so the top of my lungs i know the neighbors thought i was crazy but you just have those moments and yes i went to the therapy groups and yes i went to the alzheimer's support groups and yes i freaking journaled but it didn't work on that day when i was at my wits end and i had to let it out i definitely saw this in her because i saw it in myself so i'm gonna give her a pass and look just keep living loving your young man and good luck because raising a special needs child is very difficult all at night said, my kid don't have special needs and I'm tired. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, this is not the first time this we, we talked about. We agree with their sentiment, but that perhaps social media wasn't the place. But I guess this is how people are choosing to vent and, and communicate now. We are in different times, unfortunately, because I do agree with you, Q. You're right. Like the kid could see that. Um, but then I also just understand, I guess, how everyone kind of just let me tell you what happened today. And, you know, people like to share their journey. So. Hopefully the kid's not too bothered or doesn't notice, you know, uh, Maya, uh, Maya Wilchie said, we as parents always vent about how hard parenting, uh, having a village is so important, how hard parenting is. So having a village is so important. Hey, hey, I'd rather yell at social media than yell at him. Yeah. I'm trying to say that's what side hustle. Shay said, she said, as long as she's not yelling at the kid, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I will say Al did soften it for me. If, the intent behind her channel is I'm giving you a 360 view right. mm -hmm. into what it's like. And this wasn't just a one-off I'm doing this for clout. Then you know what? I, I, I actually can stand behind it. She's giving you an all access pass into the day and life of someone who has a special needs kid. So I, I can get jiggy with it, knowing that this is her shtick. Right. Oh, he's definitely getting older. He said getting jiggy with it. <laughs> That's some, almost like a dad joke right there. Right. That's some so old many, comedian stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. All right, so many. Get ready for this Hollywood breakup alerts. All right, Sophia Bergal and Joe Mangliello are calling it quits after seven years of marriage. The couple claims they still love and care for each other, but have chosen to part ways. Are y'all surprised by this split out? No, no, Claudia, we're not surprised. Because you remember in July of 2022, um, the house that they purchased together, which was like $20 million, in July 22 last year, they put the house on the market, both of them. And then in August of 2022, one of her co-stars had a wedding and he didn't go with her. 
So we knew that there was in the rumor mill, we knew that there was some, you know, things going on there. And then again, in May 2023, they reduced the price of the house from 20 to 18. And here we are in August, or we're here in July, and they're announcing the separation. It all makes sense to me. It's all adding up. So no, I'm not surprised at all. All right, Q. You know, I just want to take this time to apologize to Sophia Vergara because I never meant for this to happen. I mean, I was at the Magic Mike premiere, okay. we were in the bathroom together, washing our hands. Mm. He said hello. And then the next thing I knew, I was at your house. I didn't <laughs> know that it was going to cause y'all to put your house on the market. I mean, he was just. So fine. And I think that I was attracted to him for all the same reasons you were. And I just want to apologize with, with the deepest sympathies, but I just ask mm. that during y'all's divorce and separation that you allow me and Joe to live our new life, because now since it's over with you, please don't come calling around here. Cause we busy. <laughs> Thank she you. might split your tires, boy. She got she got a little spicy attitude. Listen, that's one fine ass man. I I I don't I don't I don't advocate for the disillusion of anybody family, but honey, he can bring his ass around here, okay? And I show his ass how to stay happy. That part. Oh my, oh my God! Jelanda Mills said, "Not surprised." Two bullheaded spirits. Cable said, "I'm surprised it lasted this long." And K Rocket said, "The seven year itch ain't no joke." True. Well, all right. Coming up next, find out what we would do in sticky situations. And later, is Candy Thone Shade on Instagram? Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, soulmates, have you ever thought about how you'd handle yourself if you were ever placed in the midst of an unexpected situation? Well, we'd like for you to chime in in the chat as we present various scenarios in a fun segment we like to call hashtag WWYD. What would you do? All right, y'all, a Canadian man was fired from his job for saving a baby moose from a black bear attack. Now, Mark Skage was driving home from work when he saw the moose wandering on the road. He said there was a black bear 50 yards away from her just waiting on him. What would you do in the situation if you saw the moose looking like it's about to get jacked up by a bear? Uh, side note, it's against the law to pick up wild animals off the road that are out of nature. Um, he was also later fired from his job. Uh, what would you do? Who I think I would have used the car to get in between the moose and the bear because a he he you know he's a an employee right first of all it's against the law but also it's against the law for him to use his employee car to do anything illegal and that's why he got fired but did you know this Claudia a baby moose can actually outrun a human being like you and I and other track stars after only five days old so with that in mind I would have thought that the baby moose would have been okay because he could have outrun the bear so I would have put my car in between the two and, and shoot the baby moose to run off. Okay. Q, what would you do? I can't see you messing with animals. Well, uh, that's, that, that statistic implies that a human being can outrun a black bear, can we? Yes. Okay, didn't know that. Um, they can run pretty fast now, but... We can know. outrun them? Okay. They, you know, they're um, carrying a lot of weight. I don't I don't like this, right? Like, I, I get... Wait, it depends on you talk about. Same building. Right. I don't like this. I, I get that it was, you know, technically illegal. Um, I also understand sometimes when you work in corporate environments that they have to let you go for liability purposes, so on and so forth. But I also think that at a certain point in time, human discretion and discernment has to come into the picture. And the man did not transport the moose with intentions of selling it across the border. He took and save it and guide it out of harm's way. So it leads me to believe what would have happened by chance had the baby moose been in the middle of the highway and blocking traffic and he put it in his truck and, and, and moved out, would he still have gotten fired? If something technically had to be done because it was a work vehicle, they could have just put a write-up in his file and let that man keep his damn job. But I think it was just 
crazy considering his intent to fire him, despite the fact that he technically broke the law because all of us break laws every day. We all, there's not a day that goes by that not a single one of us breaks a law, whether it's a rolling stop, running through a red light, speeding in a school zone. We all break laws every day. So Q, I think to add some texture to, I think because he was a fuel supplier. So his truck, he was a fuel supplier and he was just servicing some type of fuel stop. So if the, if the moose had kind of like distracted him or jumped or panicked in distress and, you know, made him make some poor decisions driving, it could have led to something deadly. I think I read that in the story. I, I respect it, but it didn't happen. Put it, put it right up in this file. It, it feels like we're, again, just overlooking the intent of this person. You know, obviously he wasn't doing anything wrong and hurt, trying to hurt anybody. And I, and I hope that people hear this story and maybe offer this guy another job where he's appreciated. Because that's some... Of course, we know that's scary. But I'm from New England where moose attacks, are they happen up in Maine, all up in New England. And they... Strong and big as hell, even young. Them things grow super fast and they are aggressive. Mm -hmm. So he's... A savage for that. All right. Uh, 11 year old uh, Deara Summers was attacked with acid on a playground in Detroit. And after an argument sparked between Deara's cousin and another little girl, the other girl's mother handed her bot a child a bottle of acid for her to later throw on the girl. Uh, Deara had several burns on her back, legs, and arms. This is crazy. What would y'all do if this was your child's cue? Go ahead. Um, I'd still be on the front porch whooping that other mama ass, right? Listen, mm -hmm. kid, kids gonna be kids. And where I come from, it wasn't far-fetched that if your child picked on my child, I drove my child back up to that park and stood outside that park and told my child to whoop your child ass. I could get behind that. What I can't get behind is you sending your child back up to that park with acid to throw on children. I'm 39 years old. I don't even know where to get acid from, number one. Um, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in this. So that's one lesson on that side. And for the girl that got the acid thrown on her because of her cousin, there's also a lesson to be learned about watching the company that you keep and being in the company of bullies and learning how to do the right thing. Because sometimes you can get an unintended consequence just by being in proximity of somebody that's doing the wrong thing. There's a lot of wrong in this, but all in all, that parent that gave that little girl that acid needs they ass whoop. And a little girl that threw the acid, she probably needs to go to juvie for a little bit just so she can get an understanding of what she did was wrong. Because clearly her parents aren't raising her right. There's been an update. The 12 year old has been charged, which they should have. You know, I, this isn't the first time we've heard a story about acid being thrown at, at someone. And A, where the hell do you get acid? B, to, to know what this is about to do to someone and throw it in someone's face or on their skin. And for someone young to do it, that is... It, Race to the bottom. Look, look at that. Yeah. Al, what do you think about this story? This is beyond bad. Now, see, the, the bad part about this was the mother of the young girl who were looking at the picture said when her daughter came back in the house, she was smoking. Her skin was actually burning from head to toe. She was smoking. Like, can you visualize your child smoking? She had third degree burns and she was in the hospital for three days. Now, this is the part that really got me, Q. You're right about the company you keep. But this little girl, when the fight broke out, she went home. She was like, uh-uh, y'all not gonna get y'all not gonna get me involved in this. But she went back because she left her purse because her mother said, Where is your purse? Mm -hmm. She went back to get her purse. And when she went back to get her purse, the young girl who went and got the acid threw the acid on her and not the girl that she was fighting. Now that part pissed me off. The other part that pissed me off, this young girl has been charged who threw the acid for assault with intent to do bodily harm and also for, for felonious assault. But the mother hasn't been taken in. And I keep saying this, when little bad kids like this do stuff like this, the parents need to be held responsible in some way or fortune that, I mean, fashion as well. I mean, I would think that's an obvious accessory. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. I, I, I would imagine, I would imagine it's coming. It has to be. I hope so. Natalie said, this is what would you do? Natalie said, I would bop the Mario coins out of the mom and maybe the mm. little girl for good measure. And Darren Johnson said, oh. <laughs> like you. <laughs> a, the creator Listen, said, soulmates. Go ahead, Claudia, read it. It's about to be attempted murder on that mother, on the mother. 
Uh, soulmates, because y'all know I fight women, children, and old people. <laughs> I just want to get take a survey. Is this an exception to when it's okay to fight a child? Just simply put yes in the chat. I think that in this instance, it's okay if you the other parent to walk up to the ch- to the to the park and whoop that child ass. I know this is hypothetical, and I'm not a mom. I don't have kids. That's it on my kid. I, I think yeah. too, this one, this one, you you would have that moment. You could you you would have that moment because that's like that's like burning your child. That's like trying to kill your child. We're not doing that. Production, let us know if in the chat if they're overwhelmingly agreeing that it's okay to fight a child under these circumstances. <laughs> or if I didn't fight the child, I would definitely give a Spartan kick, Sparta kick right in the chest to that kid where they just fly backwards. They would definitely <laughs> get a, a kick right in the chest. Yeah. They're all saying yes. Production yes. said they're all saying yes. I'm supposed right. to wish somebody's birthday. Happy birthday, Claudia. Who was that? Steven, someone? Let me go back. Uh, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Please tell. Oh, Stevie Ray. Happy birthday, Stevie uh, happy Ray. Birthday. Happy birthday, Stevie Ray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a look at what happened when a bride refused to say the wedding vow about obeying your husband. Take a look. To love. To love. Cherish. Cherish. And to obey. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about that one in council. We did talk about that in council. Yes, we did. All right, Dad, what would you do if you were the bride? Q, I think you're the closest to being a blushing bride with your current situation. What would you do? Um, I would have I would have pre-written my vows. Um, anyway, I would have never taken the standard vows. And for all of y'all out there that's got something negative to say about these the, the standard vows, I heard not saying it and the Bible say this and that. All of y'all my mother was a staunch apostolic. And they took the Bible very literal. And even though my mom and dad are divorced on paper, because the vows say to death do us part, my grandmother used to always going around saying my mother was still married because my daddy's not dead. You know what I'm saying? And y'all take the vow to death do us part, but then y'all run your ass to the courthouse and get a divorce. So 90% of Americans and Christians don't really take those vows serious anyway. Y'all caught up on the obey part. I never look another bitch in the eye and say to death do us part. My vow I agree to honor, respect, and cherish you. I'm out. So listen, if the word obey doesn't work for her, um, especially considering the time in which the Bible was written, women were second-class citizens, and obey meant what it meant, that you listen to your husband. If she's not cool with that, I don't blame her for not saying it, because she sounds to me, the fact that she was bold enough to go against the grain in front of all those people, she sounds like someone who intends on taking her vows serious. So she's not going to say something that she knows she can't uphold, and I'm with that. Cass Green said you're allowed to personalize your vows. And uh, Auntie Nose Kitchen said, I didn't say obey and I've been married for 35 years. Al, we think. Guys, you know, I'm a traditional person. I like traditional vows. But let's go to you, Claudia, because for me, I, I, I love the whole part of the tradition to obey and honor, to death do its part. I've shared this before on the show. Every single one of my brothers and sisters have been married more than 25 years, all of them. And my parents were together for 50. So. I'm kind of traditionalist in this space. But, 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 yeah, let me but me and you can't get... Go ahead. I was going to say, but unpack this, though, because, like, mm. on one token, how can you really ride these traditional vows until death do us part, but you're divorced? So, well, so, so something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't t- something wasn't taken that serious. Well, on, on other people's side, I take all of it very serious. One of the things that crushed me was a failure in a marriage. I never failed it much in my life and definitely not in love and marriage. That's huge for me. So I take it very serious. It, for me, that has to be the last option. Divorce has to be the last option where you feel like there is nothing else you can do to make this marriage functionally work. And so for both of you to, you know, stay sane and not kill one another, if you decide to take divorce, then I can support that. And there are always other layers, too. I never would want a woman or a man to be in an abusive relationship where they're getting beat every day. But then even with that, that's not that's not until death do us part. You see what I'm saying? That's not because if we're going to say to death do us part, that means stick it out. 
I'm saying I personally would not support in my traditional views of Deb Dua's part that if you're getting your ass kicked and you are in an abusive relationship that you should have to stick it out through Deb Dua's part. I don't know why I say think it. I, move on, Claudia, please. Next thing. <laughs> if you try, you're just intentionally trying to understand, not understand what I'm saying because I believe in traditional values. That's okay. You have yours, I have mine, and we keep it rocking. Claudia, what do you think? Well, you're a devout Christian. I am not. And me and you both suck in marriage. How, let's just leave that. <laughs> Look, or, I, how about this? I've only had, I've, I've had one for five years. That's I the only one. one. So I've, I've had one for five years. So I had one in a proposal that I'm glad I didn't walk down that aisle. But you know what? Hey, I think that vow is definitely dated because uh, even the death to death to us part. I don't know about that anymore. Either. People don't. They don't even wait for someone to beat them up. They're like, mm, I'm not feeling this anymore. Like it'd be small reason we get out of marriages now. So, all right, y'all, we'll keep y'all posted. Coming up next, Candy's interesting post on Instagram. And later, Alex Murdoch may be having too much fun in prison. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Hey, uh, charging higher interest rates is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay but not great. Scoremaster, the new science of accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Say your credit is uh, 650 and you're borrowing five grand to refinance, 500 grand to refinance your home. Saudi and Scoremaster could save you over 75 grand in the interest in interest over the life of your loan or more. That's 75 grand money, not the banks, and you should have it. Now that's the genius behind the Scoremaster three-week rule, especially now with soaring interest rates. It only takes a minute to get started and you can add 30 to 100 points in about three weeks, depending on your credit file. So before you apply for any loan, auto lease or credit, start at Scoremaster. Visit scoremaster.com slash TE to try Scoremaster for free. That's right. It is free now. Visit scoremaster.com slash TE, scoremaster.com slash TQ, you still looking for that house? Still still benefiting from Scoremaster? I definitely still benefiting from Scoremaster. You know, I'm in the coasting zone right now. So I'm in the monitoring phase of my credit where I just look at my little alerts. You know, I don't, I one of my cars, I had to rent it up a little bit. You know, you know, I, I, I know I got a shopping problem. But I'm a shopaholic. I can, I need help. Um, or whatever. Scoremaster always tells you, you know, get this below this amount, keep it there in order for your score to go up. So I already know when I get my good five day a week check this week on Thursday, how much I need to put on Capital One to get my car back to where it needs to be. So guys, even if it's, you're trying to increase your credit score or just maintain where you're at, because you know, I'm, I'm rich and I'm good. Scoremaster is good for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that Scoremaster gives you alerts, not only about your utilization, like you said, because you know your points go down if your utilization is high. But what it also does is it helps you, and Q mentioned this before, <clears throat> which I'm learning because I got Scoremaster, that it also tell you if you pay the balance down on the 15th instead of waiting to the end of the month and then pay another one at the end of the month, your score was to accelerate higher quicker. So I'm learning think, from the master and I'm enjoying it. I think it's awesome because you get to a certain level. Sometimes your score tends to plateau. So it's good to have these little tools that can help you right. get these extra points. All right, y'all. Promotional consideration furnished by score master. Let's get back to some hot topics. Now, Candy had social media in a frenzy with a recent Instagram post. She reposted a quote, bitch, I will put you in a trunk and help people look for you. Stop playing with me. Q, is she talking about you? No, she ain't talking about me, honey. We ain't got no beef. Uh, uh, uh. Talking about me? And it's unfortunate because I don't even have much to contribute to this conversation because I don't even watch the show anymore. So yeah. I, I am assuming it would be about some of the looming drama that's going on with the show, but I haven't watched the show in a couple of seasons. So, so make sure I'm going to have to help me out on this one. Who is she directing this to? Mm-hmm. Al, well, you, know, you know, is it Marlo? You know, they've been beefing. I don't know. I don't watch the show, but I will tell you guys this. You guys know that I'm a lead commentator on a crime show called Payback on TV one. So I did episode 209 on Jennifer, Hutt, Jennifer Johnson. And guess what? Her boyfriend used this same threat against her. And guess what? That's considered 
terroristic threats, which is against the law in the state of California and Georgia. Candy better watch out because if it's in writing, verbal or electronic, this is considered electronic because it's on social media. She could get into a little bit of trouble. I got a funny story about terroristic threats. I had got put out of a, a hotel one time and I, was, <laughs> and I was walking through the lobby and I told him, I said, keep on and I blow this Miami and get on. I ain't got no bomb and don't own no gun and I don't think anybody in their right mind would take me serious. Honestly, I think little Quentin would spray up anything but I had a black friend with me who was white adjacent and the next day, she was so concerned. She's like, you know, Quentin, we could have gotten a lot of trouble because that's, that's a terroristic threat. I'm like, what the hell is a terroristic threat? I was like, girl, black people go off like this all the time <laughs> in places. We good. <laughs> Regina M said they better stop playing with Candy. She didn't name anyone. And Bless Diva 091 said, I'm sure she's just posting blind. She don't want that charge. And Lauren Oliver, Olivia said, Oop, candy coated nights is coated in poison. You know, when you repost something, that's something, I think it was a repost, right? A meme or something. I, I wonder what the laws are around that if you're just reposting something, but go get Trump. There's a lot of other things we, we, we see out there that's wild. All right, Joe, keep it locked. Coming up next, Alex Murdoch seems to be a little too comfortable in prison. And later, Waka Flocka shares how he feels about dating. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Alex Murdoch seems to be doing just fine in prison after a couple of shirtless selfies that he took on a cell phone were released. Ugh. What do you make of this? Y'all remember him that killed his family, killed his, uh, He was was a dude whose family dominated the legal landscape in all of South Carolina, right? He come Mm -hmm. from a very prominent legal family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I researched this. It's not a cell phone, Claudia. It's actually a tablet. And he was um, awarded a tablet from the warden because he gets to attend his hearings. So he gets to attend his hearings from his jail. He gets to uh, keep up on his fraudulent charges, all his different charges, and they get to monitor, he gets to monitor his appeal process. Now, the funny part about this tablet in prison is every time you sign on, it takes a picture of you. And every time he happened to be signing on, he just never had a shirt on. But it wasn't from a cell phone, it's from his tablet that he uses to keep um, track of all these charges that he has against him. All right, Q, what do you think about his picture? You want to see it again? Let's see it. No, I I don't think anything about his picture. And I'm glad that Al, you know, (laughs) cleared it up. First of all, I think this is very intentional on his behalf, right? It's funny. Number two, if the tablet is automatically taking the pictures, I'd be curious to know who is posting the pictures to the media, because I would also imagine that there are some type of parental controls keeping this man from getting on Instagram, Twitter, so on and so forth. But this raises a larger conversation, right? Because we always see inmates in prison with phones. We see them using the the metal of their beds to make hibachi grills and stuff. I want to know what's going on with our prison system that inmates can post pictures to social media without fear of consequence. That's number one. And then number two, I want to be very honest with you, as we progress in our culture and and, and prison is supposed to be a rehabilitative space. um, I don't know that I'm 100 percent against inmates having having cell phones and tablets and stuff, um, depending on the crime. You know what I'm saying? If you're in there for some low level crime, they've already got cable and television. Why not let them have communication with the outside world if it's a low level crime and and that they're not intimidating witnesses? I don't see anything wrong with it. Melissa James says privilege, even in prison, shaking my head. Rick L. Lewis said he's pale as hell because he ain't going out in that yard. My friend, um, Missy, I've talked about her before. She got several homeboys in jail that have doing long bids for, for drugs, like actually ridiculously long, like 35 year sentences, not even violent, like not a murderer, not a killer. And they have phones. They study the the uh, sports betting world, and they send us recommendations for sports bets. And they be on point. Like they, it's not hard for her to reach her. Like all the time, she calls. Her. <laughs> Sometimes he'll go missing, and she's like, "Oh, you know, say we know we kind of the block got high to kind of hide the phone." But it's very, very common. 
I know this wasn't a cell phone, but it is common. Let's back and have a conversation about it. All right, y'all. Remember back in 2021 when a woman accused Trey Songs of sexually assaulting her at a Miami club? Well, a witness in the case has come forward claiming that she was offered $200,000 to lie. The witness is now saying that she was there the night of the alleged assault and that nothing ever happened. What do you think about this, Al? Um, I would almost believe it if they didn't have camera footage from the club <laughs> of him committing the act and, and, and recording the whole thing. You know, this is all just very messy because at first this same young lady, I think her name is Mariah. Mariah, you know, is back at it again. She she in August of 2022 said that she was, in fact, offered money to say that nothing happened. Now she's backpedaling. I, I just don't know. But then again, that attorney, Ariel Mitchell, who represents Miss Jeffries, has been known to offer girls that she represent against celebrity guys, you know, money to come on the stand and tell the truth or not. It's mm. a lot going on. You know, it, it, it's weird, right? Um, because I was prepared to come into this story and say, could it be possible that it's Trey, side, Trey Song's side of the aisle that offered the girl the money to say that the other side offered okay. her money to lie, to throw the case away? Because while some of y'all may want to celebrate and say, oh, they're trying to take the black man down and she was lying on this one, I'm, I'm sorry. What about the 15 other ones? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we are not okay. And if I'm being forced to toss this one out because this one is a lie, okay. But it still doesn't change anything about how I feel about Trey Songs and the predator that he's demonstrated himself to be. Padisha mm -hmm. said he fumbled his career. Y'all think he did? You think the careers? You know what? I, I don't. And is I'm going to say, is it still working? I don't think he fumbled it because. Trey songs always put albums out on a four to five year interval. Anyway, he was never like a Chris Brown always in heavy rotation. And so his scandals normally happen while he's dipped off. He'll pop back up pretty soon with an album and hmm. we'll pop to it. Damn. All right. All right. Soulmates chime in, in the chat on this one. Did y'all take advantage of those PPP loans they were handing out during COVID? Not me, girl. I did. Yeah, the trick was not the trick, but the way to do it was just to claim the one employee yourself or the real employees you have. They were saying, ah, oh, I got 20 employees. And you don't even have a real company. All right. Well, reports of PBP fraud are being labeled as the worst fraud in history. Charlemagne has chimed in on this issue and wrote, I told y'all this was a trap back in 2020. Some of you heathens told me I was hating. Now look at you about to be America's next top inmate in PPP prison. The moral of the story is, if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Do you agree with Charlemagne? Funky, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Um, Not all the way, right? Because I don't like, I don't, I can't stand by and allow the whole PPP program to be painted with one broad stroke of fraud, right? There was no precedence for what we went through. America was hurting. We had to do a quick and dirty to get the money out to the businesses that needed it. I'm not interested any longer in hearing the people who frauded PPP. I want to hear some stories about the tens of thousands of people who PPP actually saved. All right. Whenever you have a program that is a free for all, hell, you've got the welfare and the food stamps food stamp system. Now, there is still a percentage that, that you, you got to recognize is going to be fraud. It's par for the course. All right. Not everyone that got PPP was fraud. All those people in middle America, those small business owners and whatnot, those were people who needed it. I had everybody coming out to Woolworth like, fucking I need, fucking I need. My cousin, da, 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 she know how to get the PPP. She'll get you 50. I didn't touch the PPP. Here is why. I made more money during COVID than I ever had in my life. All right. I'm one of the few people who COVID actually helped me because people were home watching the internet. And I have a firm belief on taking when you don't need, when you take money and resources and you don't need it, God and the universe will put your ass in a situation that you do need it. And it may not even be there. And for that reason alone, I didn't touch the PPP. Bless Diva 091 said, that's why I left my ex where he was at. 
got 50,000 plus and ain't gave me a damn dime. Well, that's not really <laughs> that's business. Like, it would have been okay if you gave me some. Listen, I mean, PPP loans like Funky has said has helped a lot of people. The only thing that I don't like about the coverage around PPP loans is that everybody that is fraudulent, at least what not, when I see them in the media, they're black. And that's simply not the case. 79% of white owned firms got all this money. 79% of them that applied were fully funded with PPP loans. So the ones, the large number of individuals that are committing the fraud doesn't look like you and I, because the black people that applied for the PPP loans, only 40% of us got those loans. So let's be very clear. So I need to start seeing some exposing of those PPP, uh, the the real demographic of those that abuse the PPP law, and from statistics, it's not just people that look like us. Well, isn't it the same thing as how they try to rewrite and and, and frame welfare? Like it's just right. a black thing. It's all black women. No, it's not. It's actually mostly white More, people. Right. <laughs> but but when black people take it, it, it just somehow becomes a dirty thing, and it's not a real government program. It's it's, it's a a source of fraud. Right. Um, lots of wealthy, well-off white people got those loans. All right. Farrell, the empire said money's earned. Don't trust a handout. Mm, some of them are okay though. All right. Coming up, Waka Flock shares his thoughts on dating. We'll be right back. Joyce Collins. We are so ghetto. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. We are still a ghetto ass show. Ain't we? Not us, girl. We pulled up. We got matching backgrounds now. We came a long way from where we started. You know, I look back at some of our older clips. I'm like, oh, child, we look the hot school boy mess. Whose mic is on? Yo. Y'all went dudes to Sherry Shepard. All right, y'all not do. Who's who gonna get a call after the show? Who gonna get a call after the show? Y'all not do. No, I mean, <laughs> all right, y'all. Anyways, bear with us. Waka Flocka is being extra careful uh, when it comes to dating. He wrote, "To be honest, getting back into dating is wild. One red flag, and I'm a ghost to you." He also added, "My patience is limited for various reasons, and I've been through way too much to settle." Do you agree with what he's saying? One red flag, and you're out. How? I think he's saying one major red flag, maybe. I, I, For some reason, this resonated with me. And it was good to hear it come from him because it seems like he's really growing up and he, he sounds very mature. So I'm going to say not just any one red flag, but big, big, big red flags. I can feel them. I'm out, too, because I'm way too old for the mess. I'm way too old to compromise and deal with bull crap. So I can kind of feel what he's saying. Funky, are you a one flag and you're out or you give people chances? He already you know, told us. <laughs> you know what? It, 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 it really, I was going to say, this energy really only works when you already know that you're going to kind of be dating down, right? Because, like, if you, if you, if you're dating up or if you're dating somebody on your level, you tend to tolerate a little more. But when you go on and, like, I don't know, you, your intentions are to, I don't know, pick up somebody off of Instagram or pick up somebody out of the club. Those people are more disposable. Uh, she didn't answer the phone the way I like. She got to go. Uh, she wear too much weave. She got to go. But if you're courting Holly Berry and she do something you like, you're going to overlook some things. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. If you really want a relationship, if you don't yeah. want a relationship, then it's really easy to say. You kind of nitpick at little, at little things. Or if you don't value the person. Cause, um, if you really want something that's going to be of substance and as actually at this age, we've all kind of been stuck in our ways. We probably all have little toxic things we do that we don't even realize it. You'd want someone to have a little bit of patience with you. Like, all right, I don't like that. You're always late, but I rock with the rest of you. I'm really big on that 80, 20 thing now. Cause in the past, I would be so quick to just be out on someone. And that just leads to, you know, a string of failed relationships. You know, you gotta work it. You gotta work it out with somebody, I guess. Uh, All right, to each their own. How old is he? How old is he? He's probably what in his thirties. I think he's late thirties, maybe. I'd imagine he's in my age bracket, give or take a few years. I'm a young supple, thirty nine. <laughs> Soulmates, do you want to get rich? Well, you may need to start begging. 
An Indian man who has been dubbed the world's wealthiest beggar is now worth over $1 million. He's known for begging in tech and financial metropolis areas in Mumbai, India. I saw the story. I'm like, what? He's worth a million. I know there's some other things he got going on. He used his panhandling money to put into businesses. But can you believe that someone on the streets panhandling is living like this? Q? Listen, Erica Badu said it best. Work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. He ain't doing nothing illegal. Is it immoral? Depend on who you pray to. Um, but I love the fact that he was able to not only just take the begging money and live off it, but he took it and he flipped it. Like th that's the street hustle. That that right there is the street hustle. He took the street money and he flipped it. I couldn't do it. At 7-Eleven for $7 an hour to stand on the corner and beg in the sun. But, hey, he ain't hurt nobody. Have at it. Tax-free money, Al. What do you think about that? Listen, it, Claudia, you lived in New York for a little while. Do you remember the comedian, professor, actor, Irwin Corey? I think is his name. I may have the last name wrong, but I know his first name is Irwin. He was the guy that lived in the East 30s who had a $3.5 million flat, but he went out and panhandled every day, seven days a week for 17 years. And he said that he was able to collect around 200 to 250, the highest sometimes in those every day, in those 17 years, which is $1.5 million. But in this case, with Irwin Corey, he donated everything that he panhandled into the sum of a million dollars to um, children's, solving children's disease or something of poverty in Cuba. Uh, GR Chef says, closed mouths don't get fed. Keep begging. Natalie said, I want to be rich with my pride. I could never. Um, Oh, imagine that. That's a lot of work to get that much money. from people. I'm surprised people still are, are giving out that much money because I always see people telling people, no, I feel like I'd be the only one out there dumb enough to give my money away. I, I really don't see people really coming up like that, like they used to, you know? No, no they beg on cash app. Now send you un, unsolicited cash app requests <laughs> yes. and they scam. So Atlanta, they, uh, Paulette said Atlanta people have been doing this already. Okay. <laughs> it takes a lot of time and energy though, to be out there panhandling. Like, I, I don't know. I just start a YouTube channel, sir. Like, I don't know. All right. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for being awesome being here. Of course, thank you for watching us on YouTube. Y'all going to stick around and stay tuned for Crockett's Corner and we will see you back here tomorrow. My last day here. And, um, uh, check my Instagram for the pictures from the, the carnival and fellas. Y'all, y'all be safe tonight. You, you getting something to drink? Y'all getting some drinks or hanging out? No, I got an interview. I got to do with Millie Chun guys on her YouTube channel. So stick around for that at in 30 minutes. Bye. Yeah.